Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always, but kind of not this week, <laughs> Cash. Uh, Cash is, uh, you know, feeling a little under the weather, man. He'll be back with me next week. Uh, but for those of y'all joining us for the first time, this is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. It's a podcast about sports, music, and culture, work culture, black culture. Uh, we've been doing this thing for a while now. This is episode 158. Uh, we got an extensive back catalog for you to go check out, along with uh, bonus episodes. I think if you're totaled all those up, it's well over 200 episodes. Love for you to go back and check that out. Uh, and if you enjoy what you've been listening to for a while, hey, remember you can always support us on Patreon. But they ain't the only way you can show support. You can also, you can also rate comment on whatever service that you're listening to or if you're watching this on youtube give us a like subscribe that just continue to help us uh grow um and extend our reach a little bit so as i was saying cash is out this week uh he's feeling a little under the weather i was feeling the same way all this weekend you probably can still hear it in my voice had real bad allergies that was going on so uh kind of late on this but i mean that's a good thing man we got to see a little bit more of the nba playoffs uh go through um not gonna speak on the complete playoffs and everything that's going on i'm gonna hold that for cash i know he that's his love that's what he want us to talk about so we definitely gonna speak on that uh when he come back this this week uh, however it is monday and i did just get done watching the game and yeah celtics are celtics done took out the nets man and no, this is going to be another little damage to KD and Kyrie's legacy, man. Uh, they they built up this super team. They were supposed to go out east and get it done. And now to get swept in the first round of the playoffs, no, it's going to be plenty of talks for that, man. I'm I'm here for it. But uh, those those players are still good. But it's just the choices that you make in life and everything. You know, you Kyrie not playing the whole season, not getting his COVID shot. Did that come back to bite him in the ass? Uh, them taking on Stephen Nat, uh, Steve Nash as their coach, and not getting a more uh, proven coach. Does that damage them a little bit? And uh, just not being able to work out their relationships. I mean. With Harden and then trading him for Ben and Ben having even was wasn't even was able to come and play, and it's it's just so many things that could go wrong. Do they come back another year and just try to make it happen? You know when they can get a full season up under their belt, but a full season may not be best for all of them because uh, Kyrie, <laughs> you know he gets injured. Uh, that's has been a big problem throughout his career. So I thought. Doing the halftime was actually the halftime. What I mean by that, I mean is he was playing COVID. He couldn't play home games, but he could play away games. So I thought that was going to help balance him a little bit more. You know, do a little load management, <laughs> but that didn't seem to get the chemistry right and get them all up up there and you know ready to go up against a strong team like uh, the Boston Celtics, but. Yeah, I I wait for Cash to talk a little bit further about that and the rest of the playoffs. There's been some surprises. Uh, I thought for sure that the uh, Suns was going to sweep the Pelicans, but 
Hey, they the, they the surprise us all. Got a lot of fighting them. So, hey, it, it can go either way. I know it's, it's definitely going to go the way I predicted on my bracket. So, <laughs> y'all can go back to uh, episode or two back. I think me and Cash broke down what, what we thought, how the playoffs going to but like I said, uh, we're going to break that down when Cash get back. We're going to go through game by game and uh, as the series progressing, you know, what, what's, who's going to be our next picks. But let's go on and get into some of this music, and that's the main reason we're going to be here today. Uh, usually we break down a ton of music that came out throughout the week. I'm telling you all, this week uh, not, I didn't have the time to focus. Like I said, I had real bad sinuses, so headache and everything, so I didn't get to listen to all the albums that I wanted to. But I did get to listen to the main album of the weekend that was a uh, push a T uh, with it's almost dry and uh, we're going to do a thorough breakdown going to be something a little bit different a thorough breakdown of this whole this whole album so push a T this is his fourth studio album that he didn't release as a solo artist um, that's not to include his four studio albums that he released uh, as the clips with his brother malice and then uh, the four mixtapes and yeah, man, he done done it just as I say all that to say he done done it just as much as a group, as a solo artist, and and Push ain't never been one to uh, you know be shy about his his greatness of uh, with his work. You know what I mean? Even though he has been overly laced with cocaine bars and everything, if you want to put him in any category, I mean, he owns that lane and he is very proud of it. And, uh, you know, if to the names of his albums, if you want to go back to all those, you know, kind of going to it, my name is my name, King Push, Darkest Before the Dawn, Daytona, and it's almost dry right here. We got and then got Fear of God and Rafa Kane with uh, a couple of his mixtapes that he had out there. But, uh, so right off the jump for the people who want a quick synopsis, I love the album. Uh, we're going to go into a thorough, thorough breakdown on this, but if you just want the quick little points on it and that's what you all you're going to hear, move on. This, this week's review may not be for you, but, uh, uh, songs I thought was, was great on here was a uh, diet Coke rock and roll. Uh, that's one featuring Kanye and Kit Cudi, uh, let the smoke a shine, uh, uh, let the smoke a shine to coop. Um, and then just so you remember, man, I just, those, those were the songs that kind of stood off and uh, stood out even more amongst a great album to me. Uh, it's 12 songs, 36 minutes. Uh, I enjoyed it all the way through. I think he gave you a lot of what you come there for the core of, uh, the, the cocaine bars and everything. And then he mixed in other songs, but he never, uh, drifted too far away from the the essence of a Pusha T album. You know, uh, he experimented a little bit over here, but he'll bring it right back with a Pharrell beat and, you know, and just get back to that core of what he does the best. So that's the quick synopsis. But like I said, we're going to go into a th- uh, uh, actual thorough, thorough breakdown on this, man. So we're going to go song by song. Let's start it off with Brambleton. Man, this one was featuring Pharrell. You got your... Synthesize the tones over heavy bass uh, intro. It was like, man, this was like an intro to a musical journey that you was about to take and him telling his beginning story um, and the downfall and uh, the splits that happened. And it was really the split that happened between him and his uh, manager and everything. So how they started out and 
how they started out. But I mean, those who start off with you don't, I ain't always the one who finished with you. You know what I mean? You find out a little bit more about their character as you go along and you, you understand the split a lot more. Uh, it's still kind of, you know, cause you came up together and you wouldn't believe this person would do something like that. But then, you know, as it all engulfs it, it you kind of see how y'all lives and y'all, y'all way y'all was doing was totally different so one had to split but you hope that you're on the winning side of that you're hoping you're on this and i think that's encapsulated a lot when he said the line who knew our dynasty would end up a jay and dame thing you know jay and dame well you want to be the jay-z in that situation and in this case i think uh hey pusher is on that winning more winning side he ain't the one that's on the vlad tv or anything like that and you know having to tell his story that's not even much really focused on him it was more focused on who the person you hung out with or who how's this other person so that right there until tells you you already are lost they don't want to hear your story they want to hear the story about the other guy so uh, I think that was kind of laid out pretty well on here and then we had uh, let the smoker shine the coops Man, the way push flows over the this beat and it blends the the chords with the verses, uh, it's like seamlessly uh through it. Man, it's just a nice nice touch on here, man. This is peak push. This is uh this this is what I came here for, man. It's him doing nothing but the coke bars, uh man. This is so so far Bramington and then let the smokers shine the coops. This two for two right off the jump for me, man. I was like uh, going into this, man. I'm like, man, this. Yeah, Push gonna see man himself at the top, and you know, um, at a already crowded, crowded twenty twenty two man. So, so uh, next up, you're gonna have like the first uh, guest verse that's gonna be on here, and this was a uh, Dreaming of the Past featuring Kanye West. And man, I, I don't know. I was a little mixed about this one, man. As coming in, man, this a uh, the this is where they switched up on the beats, man. Give you a little bit more soulful loop. This is uh, Kanye doing the production and everything. And uh, uh, I wasn't annoyed on anything that Push did. I mean, he was doing great on what he was doing in his uh, lyrical ability, where he was addressing past annoyances and you know, coding it perfectly in verses that deserves replay value and a deeper knowledge of the artist you know you got to know a little bit about what he what he did and where he didn't come from in his little life you know to kind of get the references and stuff that he was throwing out there so you had to follow his career you had to listen to his past albums you had to know all this stuff right here but that was almost ruined by like the the cookie cutter verse i felt like kanye did with the direct approach to to everything like i said like push stuff was kind of hidden up in there and you know you had to have to decode worth a listen man and then yay just came with the straightforward corny almost on verse four where he was just talking about kim and and uh pete man and it's just like i guess that kind of fills in for this song or dreaming of the past because like that sees like where kanye is he's dreaming of the past and not moving forward a little bit but i mean as far as push, push did his thing on this, but some people are only gonna come for cunt, uh, for yay, and you know he can he can draw him in a little bit more with him. And of course, they they label mates. I mean, uh, yay owns uh, good music, so you know he was gonna have him on there. But yeah, I I, I felt like yay could have did dug in a little bit deeper, and you know, delivered a better verse on on there, uh, or had somebody write him a better verse for it, but. But overall, still a good song, still jamming with the album, still still liking it. Uh, and then next up, we had uh, Nick and Neck and Wrist, 
and this was the second single off the the album that we already commented on but you know seeing this placement within the the album that's what we said we had to see like where the place was going to be and it was it was just like uh kanye went for the soulful and then this one come back with a pharrell type beat with a heavy bass and this return to that to that uh those type track where i think you get the best of push on those tracks so uh push sounds a lot better on these style beats to me uh jay's verse and style and lyrics should have been in that last song in my opinion because it was him reminiscing over past things you know talking about it so that style of the the lyrics little portion of it if you go it should have fit in the last song but uh instead of the yay's thing but i mean it still was a great song great great placement for it man um yeah, we, we've been listening to this song for a little bit, for a couple of weeks now, man. And yeah, it's placement on the album is perfect. Uh, definitely got more appreciation for it now after hearing it in the context of the album. Next up, we had Just So You Remember. And this is, uh, you know, <laughs> Just So You Remember. I think he was, he was, I know he was trying to make a statement point on this man because this one no features just solo dolo for him on here so it's just uh, and man this is like the the beef that's kind of pushed and it, it, it get covered up a little bit or simmered down a little bit and then pops back up and i'm, I'm referring to the drake <laughs> and push beef man they they come to agreement they talked about they're gonna just like settle it down a little bit but it's all slide this or re-mentioning of the beef up in here and this one came out of where he said my joker smile so you know who the villain is this gotta be a reference to drake when the story of Adidon and the juggler shot that he took at drake and his producer you know and i, I that's the, in the context of where he's going at man you know that's got to be where he's coming from uh but then man not only does he like get those things off but he continues to shine as like that cocaine rapper coming up with these unique terms and and ways of delivering it uh the purest snow we sell in white privilege and then he end verse one with the book of blow just know i'm the genesis the genesis beginning so it's just like uh just perfect book in man uh the way he <laughs> sets up and deliver his bars man are just always perfect man love push uh <laughs> don't want him never to change and like i said we only had 12 songs on this man i think he always gives you <laughs> the right amount just so you don't get overwhelmed Next up, we got like the immediate classic of this album for me, that Diet Coke. I don't see that song ever getting old for me, man. And it's just like, it's still crazy playing in my mind. That I remember seeing like, yo, this is the song that he went on a late tight, like show, <laughs> like performing. And they allowed this on TV, man. It's like one of those scenes. It's like, man, do you understand how heavily he laced cocaine bars these this dude was saying that y'all just let him up there in a jacket in snow i guess y'all don't get the reference or whatever but that's that's always going to be in the back of my mind that he was bold enough to do that and like you know <laughs> the networks let him do it but yeah this this song man all the way from the the immediate intro to taking uh joey cracks love today's price yeah yesterday's price is not today's price then going into the song that carries that same enthusiasm all the way through yeah this instant classic 
next up we had Rock and Roll featuring Kid Cudi and Ye. And man, I know like Ye and Cudi had a little disagreement at the on Donda and Donda too, man. And you know, cause uh, Kid Cudi is friends with Pete, and he wanted him to choose side. Whatever, that's that was my new point. Feel like yeah. what I always said, and what I said when we was talking about the Donda man. These two make great music together, man. It's, they they need to lose all that nonsense, man, because. When these two are on a song together, man, it just sounds perfect to me. But still, they're only more of an accent to the song on here, man. Push still continues to shine at this point on here, man. He had <laughs> the in and off one verse. I mean, he was like basically insinuating he did it all. I'm the trap. I'm the fix. I'm the broker. I'm the joker in the deck. Uh, Arthur Fleck, when he's pissed, triple six. So uh, he, he did it all within the game. You know what I mean? That's kind of what he's kind of insinuating. Uh, or what I took from it, so just lines laced like that, man. Cement uh, Pusha T as one of my top artists that I, you know, and one of the tip top. I mean, every time he drops within a year, man, I know I'm gonna have a couple of his verses in the verse of the year, and this album is definitely gonna be in the, that top list, man. Uh, content, delivery, and tone uh, on all his uh, songs, man. That's that's kind of where it's gonna go. Uh, Call my bluff, man. This is back to the heavy bass for rail tracks. That this, once again, like he he never strays too far. When he gives you like a song that's gonna be on a more soulful or a different type beat, it always come back like a, a track or two later up in here with a Pharrell heavy bass lace uh, track. You know, whether it got synthesizer in it or something else floating up top, it's gonna be that heavy bass where he kind of, like it his his voice just matches perfectly on that so so follow me on him man on this one man and that one of his verses he ends on on his first verse he ends with like uh, y'all y'all tell me is he referencing Lil Wayne or not man because that's what I'm getting from here man he's like the the villains the killings no ceilings I yawn then he comes back with another one like we specialize in not getting locked up Akon is that direct uh, reference to Lil Wayne? He said the no ceilings, like I yawn, like he's already, uh, and then he's talking about getting locked up, which Wayne did, you know, and he never got locked up. Uh, so he ain't have to like fake it to get, <laughs> get the uh, respect. I, I, I don't know, man. Like that's, that's kind of like where I was getting there. From. And it's slide, slide reference. If he did, cause at the end of that, uh, Akon, he was like, uh, I don't think they get it and laughing again. So, but I, I, I that's kind of where I'm leaning a little bit, man. He is always going coming at, <laughs> he gonna let it die. He came at uh, Wayne before, and I mean that's kind of how Drake got uh, all twisted up. <laughs> Push as much as they want, they tell him to back down. He ain't gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it, man. Man, next song we got is uh, "Scrape It Off" featuring uh, Don Tolliver and Lil, Lil Uzi Vert. Man, this is a simple feature. It's good, but uh, I mean. It fits perfectly sonically, man. I love love this. Uh, like I say, I, I ain't mad at none of the songs on here, man. But like this one, when it comes to like a little bit more the lyrical portion, I'm looking for didn't really have it. It was more simplistic on that on that level to me, man. But uh, the song flows, man. I I definitely like it. Uh, but comparing it to the other ones, uh, this one would be on the lighter side for me. For me, you know what I mean. Still a good song. Still want to hear it, but I mean. Uh, didn't, didn't really go in depth. And then the next song is Hear Me Clearly. This is uh, on 
this is the same song that was just off the I Know Nego. It's a more of the grimy, gets back into like the fear of God type of uh, um, push. But uh, really enjoyed that song on the Nego album. I Know Nego. That was the surprise like hitting like going for me. And then it's just I, I had heard this song before. So like it was kind of push, push through on the first couple of times. But definitely liked the, the placement of the song up in there and then we had uh open air and i think this song was more encapsulating him in that uh villain role that he had spoke of in the earlier songs you know and just owning that space he was like if y'all gonna pay me the villain that's how i'm gonna be and uh you could tell <laughs> when i say he owns it a little bit more and his raps and his wordplay that he said man he's uh when he's like, uh, why would I do a turkey drive to troll the mayor when we feed the projects for most of the year? See, my heart being black, I ain't no hope in there. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to be the villain, be the damn villain. That's how he kind of say, man. It's like, hey, yeah, hey, hey, ain't no help for me, man. It's like, and I don't know if y'all get what I'm getting like when he's saying this villain thing, man. He just keep repeating up in here, but I don't think he ever going to let the beef die down. I don't think he's ever going to back down. No matter how many times y'all come in to reconcile or do all these other things. I think Push is going to keep pushing that, pushing that envelope and going forward, man, until uh, somebody breaks. And I don't think it's going to be him. Uh, next up, we had uh, I Pray For You. This is the last song on the album. Uh, and Push starts off this uh, when his verses, when he's just alluding to his greatness off the jump, you know, lightning struck twice on four classics. I don't know if I'm going to call all of them four classics, but they're highly touted albums, man. And, uh, well, I will say Daytona was a classic, you know, just off the shrink, how short it was and what it, what it did. I really liked that one, man. But, uh, I think he'd have put up four strong bodies of work. You know what I mean? I don't think that can be denied. Um, everybody want to say every last thing, every last piece of art they put out there is classic. But I mean, it's kind of be more, <laughs> it got to be more universal. A lot more people got to speak on it than just the person who uh, delivered it. So, but I, I like the confidence and, and the fact that he followed it up with a couple bars later, you know, I think that would be referencing anybody that's questioning with the, the question. They question my uh, scorecard, hold it to a torchlight. Well, I think I may am going to have to go back and reexamine some of uh, the albums and see if they still fall in that category. But uh, I'm fairly certain it's not in that classic category, but they would be some very, very solid albums. Then he rounds out his verse by saying the past 10 years streaming Uno, then slide back into a, uh, the duo. Does this mean more clips as a collective new album? Is that what we get next? Is that what pushed that? Is that what you're alluding to? I, I hope so. And, you know, didn't have to find out long, you know, on this album, man, uh, on this song right here. He had Malice back up here and Malice came back. He would have vengeance on this man. Vit uh, Vietnam flashbacks. I get triggered by a sniff. <laughs> uh, today's top five only strengthen my myth, man. Just malice was coming back on this man. Like he ain't been out the game for 10 plus years. 
So man, I, I'm I'm fine if Push uh makes this his uh last album and goes back into the duo thing again, and you know get get the group back and clips. If he can bring them back out, man, see if they can continue cause success. You know, cause they had the success as a duo. He went and did it solo. Now if his brother is coming back into it and it opens back up, do we get an uh, album or two left on the clips? How much longer can Push continue to do this? Will he continue to reign at the top? I think so. Like a, you you would think that uh, the cocaine bars would get old and tired, especially from the same person. But the way he delivered it, a tone, and uh, you know his team up, man, his production, you know his uh, you know just staying true to that 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 formula, just keeping it short, concise, man. This is what you know, I think extended his longevity in this, you know, and doing the the. Doing a feature, but doing the right features. And when you come up there, it's killing it every time. So the, the legacy continues to build and build and build. And it builds up excitement for the album. Uh, I mean, I'm still remember just coming up to Tyler got the album of the year for now. I mean, that that was kind of starting to build up the hype for me. And then he was, uh, and then like six, it didn't come out that year, but uh, you know, didn't come out too much further away from that. It was probably what six, seven months now. We're looking eight, eight months maybe since that that drop. Um, so <laughs> yeah, he knows how to build and market his albums properly. He knows when <laughs> when to get that feel for it, when when the game needs it. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, push as the leader of the good music man i think is is really paying off for him man so hoping for a clips album but not too soon i think i need time to let this just burn maybe a year or two man uh, uh <laughs> let, let this album live man let it breathe let it get the accolades that it deserves man daytona got all the accolades i'm a little upset about the 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 photo on the front the album cover uh, cause you know, the first one that they had released and they had gave a little hint of it was going to be like cocaine over the woman's face, but I guess they didn't get that cleared. And he went with the route that he go now. It just got like the dry. It's very reminiscent of like that life is Pablo type thing. I mean, I, I just didn't care for the album. Art. I wish they had kept the, the original album. Art. I think that was more potent and more, more, more catching, you know, the, on that but other than that man great album great album tell me what you think of the album tell me what songs that you uh like more uh like i told you at the beginning of this my the songs that kind of stood out for me was definitely the rock and roll with kid cuddy and uh kanye i think they make great music and they they accent it quite well you know him being with the whole good family group uh diet coke is an instant classic the minute i heard it man on uh two years from now i know that song is still gonna ring and you know still still be great uh let the smoker shine the coop man just the way that knock and just like when the minute comes on to get you vibing to it like that one right there that bass line just knocks on that uh um just so you remember uh the cold-hearted bar just on here with just him just like being very very potent like hey just so you remember who i am man uh that's 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 what makes me like that that portion just him owning that villain role that people want to paint him into so there you go 12 songs 36 minute push a t it's almost dry 
do yourself a favor if you haven't listened to it put it stop listening at this go ahead put it on come back to it open up discussion a little bit uh like i said if you haven't uh, this you will usually have sports and everything tied into this, but this is a little shorter week, uh, just because we was both dealing with a little sickness, so allows this. But we definitely want to get y'all something not this week. So, and the main thing that everybody was listening to was just push your T. I did also listen at the blast. I thought it was pretty good too. We're gonna do a deeper dive in that album next week. I, I want to give cash the opportunity to actually like dissect that album as well so we'll do a review on that this coming up week and then i found a couple like uh hidden gems like up in there so uh been been adding to the catalog and going listen to a little bit more of the underground artists so uh we'll come we'll come with a full slate uh this coming up week probably gonna be a super long episode as we talk about the nfl draft that's going on this week and the NBA playoffs, we should be going steady. We should have a good outlook of who's going to the second round. Uh, so, we'll look forward to us bringing you that next week. But until then, catch y'all.